Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Everyone and welcome to Dialogue with Divinity on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Johanna Carroll, and the intention of Dialogue with Divinity is to bring you the wisdom keepers of our time. And today, I'm very, very thrilled to have a brilliant mind with us and a wonderful person who has actually been referred to as the human from the future. We're going to be speaking today with Dr. Elliot Maynard. He's got so many credentials, it would take me a a year to give you all of them. But let me just tell you that he is um, a neo-Renaissance scientist and conceptual designer. He really does walk his talk. He earned a PhD in consciousness research and has served on the facilities of Adelphi University and Dowling College in New York. Dr. Maynard is founder and president of the Arco Celios Foundation in one of my favorite places, Sedona, Arizona, and he's been active in the Aerospace Technology Working Group, the Humanahad International Leadership Foundation, the U.S. Psycho, I can't even pronounce some of this, to be honest with you, Association, and the World Future Society, which I think is rather fascinating. He also serves on the editorial board for Kepler Institute for space philosophy. So you are known as a human from the future and you have this wonderful, brilliant book, Dr. Maynard, called Brave New Mind. And, you know, in reading some of this, we also know that you are a quantum field, one of my favorite places, um, researcher, expert in the science of the future. And you've got this new paradigm, master paradigm, which you say has 25 keys to personal and planetary enlightenment. So can you tell us a little bit about your new book, Brave New Mind, Living in the Future Science World, that you write about this whole future man? How do you think we are becoming what we are becoming? First of all, welcome to our show. Well, thank you, Johanna. And 
how we are becoming what we are becoming. Well, uh, apparently, according to those who are psychically sensitive, uh, the vibrational energy has increased uh, tremendously, perhaps exponentially, over the last two or three decades. And we've had all sorts of incredible wild card events, so-called, such as the whole uh, infusion of Tesla vehicles into, into the human consciousness. Now, this book was written because I kept seeing the rise and fall of empires. I saw the same things happening, kill or be killed, survival of the fittest. Yet, there are leaders out there, many of them, who are very troubled by the situation. And I would add that it's very, very important not to separate the humans ourselves and the human consciousness from a planet's uh, the environmental consciousness and the biosphere, because we share so many common uh, environmental commons, such as the atmosphere, for one example, and ocean water, which uh, affects everyone in the world, and also freshwater resources, which you know about, and how the imposition of new technologies are, are coming into this with things like fracking, which we now have to deal with. So I created a whole new operating system for humans, which tries to avoid the entanglements of past paradigms, which are very rigid and inflexible, and they trip us up. And so this new set of paradigms, 25 pathways into enlightenment, I call them, because they, they handle different aspects of the important things in the world, such as uh, future science art, future science medicine, and the overall master paradigm is future science technology. When you talk about these 25 keys, I'm just going to ask you sort of a personal question. Did you, How did this information come to you? I mean, I know that you really work in both worlds, the world of spirit and the world of science, which I feel is having a great marriage right now. And I would like to know inspirationally and through your own feel of intelligent vibrational connection, how did you discover these 25 keys? Well, over the years, I worked diligently to try uh, to discover the truth in all the, the different uh, disciplines I went through, which involved uh, coral reef ecology, rainforest ecology, oceanography, and underwater <clears throat> photography, uh, so that I could actually personally uh, understand how our environment was being impacted by the differences in the uh, weather, climate change, extreme weather, mm -hmm. uh, coral ble bleaching from warming of the waters, in, uh, especially in the Pacific areas, and all of these things. And the way I tell people is that you don't need necessarily a guru. Our guides are always mm -hmm. helpful. I've studied with many. But anyone can access this quantum field, and it's very simple. Okay, we're going to come back in a few minutes and continue the conversation. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at www.drgibbswilliams.com. Shamanism is recognized as a method to access the quantum level. Mastery of shamanic skills puts spiritual information and healing power into your hands. Path Home Shamanic Art School, a bonded Colorado-certified occupational school, has met rigorous state standards ensuring its director and instructors have the qualifications to teach the shamanic arts. Path Home offers a certification program in blocks of study. Block 1, a five-day intensive, will be held in the beautiful mountain town of Coldale, Colorado, October 13th through 18th. Registration deadline is September 12th. Experience journey trance, power animals, helping spirits, sacred space, and life purpose. Come discover your power. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, in the magical world of shamanism. Call 303-775-3431 or visit findyourpathhome.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Johanna Carroll on the Exxon Broadcast Network. This show is intended to bring you the wisdom keepers who are going to inspire you to think about your life and live a whole way. We have a brilliant mind and a wonderful person, Dr. Elliot Maynard, that we're speaking to today. He's written an amazing book. We encourage you to check it out. It's called Brave New Mind, Living in a Future Science World. Doctor, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about vibration and harmonics and how you got inspired to really be one of the wisdom keepers and bringing sort of this new and old information forward. And you speak of a major shift from left brain linear thinking to right brain intuitive thinking. For those people that are listening, 
how can they really achieve this? Because there's a lot of chaos in the world right now, which is probably a good precursor to change. Do you have any advice for them? Yes. Uh, this is always difficult for those of us who are sensitive or empathic, so to speak, because we pick up uh, other people's angst, uh, individuals, and also the group consciousness that's being dished out to us by the media right in our faces. And this is these are very, very troubling times, and yet we have new tools and new ways to um, kind of work as you said, from uh, the chaos comes order. And we have the ability to do things that, that most people in the past would have considered to be magic. But all we have to do is we're trained by our teachers, religious leaders, by parents, not to believe anything we cannot prove to be true, and this usually means statistics ad infinitum. I simply say you make a little switch in your mind and you switch it to I won't believe I won't disbelieve anything I cannot prove to be untrue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you can do that and it's a little mental exercise which you'll switch your consciousness then you can you can almost always expect what we would call miracles to happen with fairly great regularity. <laughs> And yeah. then, yes, and, and, and anyone can experience this. I think what's happened, it's the, let's look at the, some of the positive things on the some of the advertising. We are seeing the word intuitive, which 20 years ago we never would have seen. So there's a little bit of shift. So in modern technology, I sort of feel on some level there is some kind of validation that's going on. And then in terms of the field of medicine, these sort of non-local consciousness phenomena, are people opening up more to that? Are we seeing this in the world of what we would consider to be traditional and non-traditional medicine? Absolutely. And, and I've worked with, um, I was very close to uh, one of the last Hopi, Hopi uh, medicine ladies. And I have had healings myself, and as far as everything, virtually everything in the book, I have either experienced or contacted individuals directly who have given me valid information. So just to back up a little bit. Okay. Now, all, it's our natural reaction because of this, this oh, that can't work, uh, that must be, that's crazy, this guy's a wingnut, all of this. It's a knee-jerk reaction that's programmed into us, and it's it's something that's called that's caused many many people to fall back. They can't deal with it because things like healing now doctors are open to because they've seen the results of intuitive medical people who can guide surgeons. So you have a marriage of the intuitive or psychic and advanced technology and this is where when you put the two together something better than the whole comes out that's synergy and living in a world of synergy we can create changes in the world almost instantly you know it's amazing to me the rishis from india of course were teaching this you know thousands of years ago but do you think it's just that society 
and consciousness needed to catch up to this so we could see a better vision of our future and start applying these beautiful innate gifts that we have right now. Yeah, it's wonderful that you you can be that positive in these times because what what happens when you you have to be careful what you ask for because when you exist in this kind of quantum state which is an openness to anything happening, to miracles happening, uh, all kinds of things will start to come and and visit you, uh, opportunities and surprises and things you, very positive things you could never dream would happen. And and on some, if you take the scientific part of it, there's a, there's a scientist called John Hagelin, who's a nuclear physicist and head of the Maharishi University, which ties in mm-hmm. the ancient uh, Hindu teachings and these mm-hmm. things you speak about. Yes, they mm-hmm. knew this many years ago. Mm-hmm. But now we've got some so-called wild card uh, events or, or things that have happened. We have the Internet so that we can almost instantly gather under the right circumstances large groups of people from all over the world to start thinking positively. Uh, it, this can be done in terms of prayer or meditation, and John Hagelin calls it invincible defense technology. Because when we do this, we can actually go to the quantum level and eliminate or neutralize the causes of the conflict. And the interesting thing about this is that he's uh, had large um, groups doing this, different denominations praying or meditating, and measured the results statistically. This is covered in the book. You know, I, I know for myself, my son said to me once, it just really amazes me that you have this belief that you can manifest and create anything. How do you make that happen? I said, well, the first thing is that I really believe that it's part of my spiritual inheritance, first of all. So I'm not going to let that doubt creep in there. And for those of you that are listening, when we speak about the quantum field, some people I think maybe doctor are a little more comfortable with the universe or heaven or, you know, that whole body of intelligence than are we using a language that is relatable for people at all levels of life? Is this why we are seeing these doorways open a little bit wider than before? Yes, I believe so. And uh, I'll give a rather far-out example. Uh, one of the areas I actually uh, cover in the book is channeling, because as I've learned over time, many, many of the ideas that I've had way back, and I didn't understand things at that time, were actually coming from the higher realms. And occasionally they got me into trouble from uh, (laughs) university systems from going out into the wild beyond and working there. But that's that's a wonderful feeling to venture into the future. Why are so many people blocked from experiencing and moving ahead into the future? Fear is the main thing. Fear of change, fear Mm -hmm. of the unknown, uh, fear of being moved from their position of comfortableness, and we see this especially in government agencies and large corporations. So when you say that channeling, which is a favorite, I have to tell you, when I lived in Sedona with all those beautiful red rock 
telephone spires to the divine and the quantum field, I have to tell you for myself, it really enhanced that. Do you think that anyone needs to live thoroughly in what we would refer to as a sacred site to be able to tap in? Or is this something that they can naturally channel? Because it is a valuable information resource. And I know it's one of your 25 keys, as you were saying. What's the best way for somebody to really tap into that inner, I call it the telephone line to the divine on some level? Well, uh, you know, it is it is very, very... Uh positive thing uh let's just say i've experienced this in art sometimes it's nice to get together with another group of artists or mm-hmm. scientists because what happens is you begin sharing ideas music is another uh area i talk about future science music and when people so-called jam they go beyond words because whenever you try to bring concepts in the higher realm down realize that we're putting industrial revolution uh words on them and trying to describe them, which gets our heads screwed up if we get too uh, left-brained about it. So the, the objective is to get more balance between the right and left brain. The intuitive has, has kept us, has kept humans surviving through their instincts in, uh, in hunting and gathering and the weather and things like this uh, for millennia. And only fairly recently, uh, from the invention of the Gutenberg Press, have we gotten so mm-hmm. left-brained that we, we have uh, become anal, so to speak. Yeah, so the, the, the paradigm is shifting in a whole other direction, which obviously is what your wonderful book, Brave New Mind, is really helping people understand. You write about a merging of traditional science with alternative sciences. I'm not sure I've ever really heard that word, alternative sciences. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. Alternative science is, is a, uh, a kind of a tag that uh, those of us who have been in organizations, uh, groundbreaking uh, psychic organizations, I'll use that term, psychic, such as the United States Psychotronics Association. Psychotronics is the Russian word for uh, uh alternative uh, thinking. And alternative energy also embraces uh, energy systems which do not fit in the human-made physics um, paradigm, (laughs) which is rigid and has caused people outside the paradigm. Uh, Their their careers have almost been ruined. Uh, The the cold uh, fusion is a perfect example of this, and Pons and Fleischmann, the scientists that that brought that experiment to light, they didn't have the equipment to understand that the electrodes they were using were flawed, some of them, so others could not replicate the experiments. The Office of Naval Research uh, actually proved that it was valid, and it's the ex- research is being carried on now. Just another example of how hard it is when the public consciousness is against you, but when it opens up, and people become more broad-minded. And this knee-jerk reaction is very, very uh, damaging to us. You see people on blogs just attacking out because they can't, they can't bend their mind and be flexible, and so they lash out in anger. If we could only stop this, if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say it. Or if you, want, if you had a, have a criticism, 
is a very nice way to do it. Well, I understand your point, but what about this? How do you mm-hmm. handle this? Mm-hmm. So I think there's another age-old teaching. You know, is it kind? Is it truthful? Is it necessary? We, you know, I've got this whole thing right now that we, you know, America is already great, and we just need to remember to be kind again. And so, very briefly, um, relative to education. You feel that some of our time-honored institutions are sort of collapsing. Well, I feel, you know, there's a phoenix rising from all of that. Do you seem optimistic about that? Is there a new phoenix, you know, in terms of education and all of our institutions? Are we reinventing ourselves? Uh, well, We're going to be right back. We're going to take a quick okay. break. Hold that thought. Be right back. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash xzone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics 
from astrologers to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. This is Johanna Carroll. You're listening to Dialogue with Divinity on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. And I'm really thrilled today because I have a wonderful, brilliant mind with us, Dr. Elliot Maynard. He's been referred to as the human of the future. And we were talking about, before we went to break, Dr. Maynard, the whole idea of institutions sort of collapsing and you feeling a little bit optimistic that the phoenix may rise out of this with a whole new paradigm. How are you feeling about that, particularly the educational system and and all these models that are sort of antiquated on some level? Well, you hit several nails on the head with that one, and that's 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 resonance. That's what we need to to open ourselves to uh, with others in dialogue. And when we when we agree on even basic common causes, which happens during disasters when people uh, get hit with a severe storm or something like this. But when you said reinventing ourselves, uh, it I felt my hairs prickle a little bit, and that's our intuitive sense of kicking in and saying, "Wow, that's that's she's got it." And uh, and it's not just my experiences. I'm sharing these things. I speak about them because anyone can do them. I used to think that. Uh, I want to get back to the university thing. You asked about that. I went to uh, one of the Ivy League-type schools, mm-hmm. uh, Washington Lee University in Virginia for my undergraduate work. And at the time, I was kind of uh, resistant to the rigidity of it, but I realized that I learned a lot of the same information that was, uh, you know, George Washington and Robert E. Lee were both presidents of that college. And mm-hmm. I actually had a job where I read, uh, I hand-read and wrote uh, summaries of letters from George Washington and uh, Robert E. Lee. So to be able to interface with original source material like that is very impressive. So all of these Ivy League institutions have their purpose, but they are so um, embedded in the process of education 
and also the the uh, structure of the bureaucracy that results over the years and you get deadwood and you get uh, the money not being spent in things which would keep us moving ahead now this this happens in industry places like spacex and uh, and tesla motors so you have these contrasts going on all around you know, I have two brother-in-laws that went to MIT. I'll never forget this conversation many years ago. I was just starting my intuitive development program that I have and working as a spiritual intuitive for many years. And so we sat down one day and we're having a conversation about what I would refer to as the oversoul and the magnetic field. And they looked at me like I was nuts. And I said, well, what did they teach you at MIT? You know, so they just kind of got up and walked out of the room. And I thought, okay, well, this isn't working. So I was sort of wondering if we're going from a programming uh, syllabus model into something where we really are having the opportunity to ignite more of that inner wisdom that will connect people in the higher realm, in the quantum field. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes, uh, I've uh, I've gotten thrown under the bus myself by uh, after performing purpose, you know, perfectly in my uh, defense of uh, PhD, and I was told to come back and get a master's because I overthrew and overturned a whole theory in marine sciences and went on to get the equivalent of two PhDs in oceanography, and marine sciences, and then on to consciousness research. There's an interesting uh, little example. I went to a channeling session by uh, Daryl Anka, who uh, I, I met him and talked with him in his physical self, and he uh, channels this entity called Bashar, who is essentially a, uh, a Shakespearean character. Uh, character. Wow. When I first heard an audio recording, I thought the guy was a total wingnut, but when I experienced this directly Mm -hmm. uh, and started cross-referencing things. Bashar made a statement. He said, to illustrate how the vibrational energy has changed so we can accomplish new things, if you took a person in this room uh, and put them back 100 years and just dropped them in the street in London or somewhere, they would appear to be glowing to the people there. I thought that was fascinating. As far as the oversoul, what I, what I refer to as the oversoul, as far as the magnetic field of resonance around them? Yes, yes. And I thought that was a wonderful example. And it's the sort of thing that uh, people don't just make up. And, and I've cross-referenced uh, with different channelers on certain items and, and things. Being a scientist, I always do things this way. Well, I have to tell you that I do also some channeling. This is not about me. This is about you. And they kind of showed up when I was least expecting them. Yet, I feel, and this is a group, council group. They call themselves uh, Illuminated, Illuminated Masters. And um, some of the stuff that they've downloaded, it, you know, after I'm writing it down, it's like, where the heck did this come from? Because I don't think like this. And I really feel that we have such a doorway to the divine, to the quantum field, to this higher consciousness, that it would be a shame to be so afraid. You know, for those of you that are listening, consider that there's a door in front of you. All you have to do is really reach out and touch that doorknob. That's your act of faith. 
leap of faith, belief in yourself has nothing to do with religion and open that doorway. So I know one of the things that you have talked about, which I find absolutely fascinating is you suggested that in order to reinvent ourselves, we need to move into a mindset where paranormal is considered to be normal. So are you equating channeling with the paranormal or are these totally two different areas? Well, I, I agree with you that when I'll give you another example. And again, I share this not from an ego point, but I just communicating a direct experience. And there's something that happens when we do this, we're forming a consciousness with this radio show, just as an example, but I call it direct consciousness transfer. And Remember the word grok from Stranger mm-hmm. in a Strange Land by Robert yeah. Heinlein? Mm-hmm. And you grok, you get it. You, you, you're talking to somebody and they come out with something entirely different and you go, wow, you know, that's how it happens. So there's kind of, I, I, you know, just to give people a visual, and this is my woo-woo language, which I don't think is woo-woo to me. It's been normal for over 30-some-odd years. I always feel that there's like this, what I call a heart string. And so think of a piece of yellow yarn and now you've got a magnifying glass and you're looking at it and it's a vibration. And so this yarn is going and it's really connecting us. You know, I say that the heart is a pillow for the soul. So on an energetic plane of consciousness and awareness, that doorway that for me anyway, that we're talking about is it's a heart chakra. It's that gateway. It's that doorway of emotion and devotion. And so you also talk about um, in the paranormal, do we have sort of experiences with communication from other entities? In my language, I call them the organic nations. I mean, are they showing up more than ever? Absolutely. They're showing up, especially in the media. Uh, people... <laughs> It goes both ways because, of course, Halloween is becoming a international holiday. Has become, a, and we have our our smattering of vampires and and everything horrible for the simple reason that people seem to have a desire to overcome their dysfunctionality by finding something so horribly twisted that it will it will get them, you know out of a boredom, which is a sad state of affairs. Yeah, it is. And uh, others of us can get our kicks in other ways because if you uh, start working with music or if you start working with anything, you do cooking or or needlepoint or sports, you begin to sense when you get into this zone, and it's that simple. When you're in that zone where where time disappears, this will happen driving sometimes on on the highway, uh, you'll... Time will disappear, and suddenly you look at something that you've created and go, wow, did I do that, or how did I do that? And that's exactly what happened on this book. I'll share this little secret. When I looked at the book, and it was changed uh, by the person who was doing the typesetting, and the typesetting was changed, I saw it in a whole different way, and I said, how the hell did I ever write a book like that? (laughs) And then I realized that I said, I guess I channeled it even though I've got I'm surrounded by books, physical books here. I read hundreds and thousands of them, and uh, on and on. But there it is, you know. And, I can tell and you that if, um, 
I've mentioned this before. There was a Brown University professor who taught a writing class. And his comment, which I thought was rather interesting, coming from an Ivy League school, was that all great books are channeled. So wow, we know that you have... That's we, wonderful. Wasn't yes, that wonderful that he would even say yeah. that in a traditional classroom environment? So the book that we're talking about, we're with Dr. Elliot Maynard today, is called Brave New Mind, Living in a Future Science World. I have to tell you, there's a part of me that wants to say, oh, future spiritual world too, that's in here as well. So in terms of, you talk a lot about um, your personal experiences with afterlife communication. You've got a great doorway to the divine going on there. Can you explain that? Well, I have my uh, my mission partner who is uh, uh, my former wife is Canadian-Japanese. We were together for 30, over 30 years, and she uh, passed away very suddenly, and um I had to go through the grieving process, and I just refused to. Uh, I refused to to have that blockage between the higher realms. You know, when people mm-hmm. die, and uh, so I tried to keep patient going. I used a professional after-death communicator. There are many around, surprisingly, mm-hmm. and I also had the same experience with uh, cats that I've owned, and. Uh, this is very important and happens more often with pets, but apparently, according to what I've read, other other people who are in this area have said that there never was meant to be a barrier between uh, the afterlife and the physical. In other words, people who pass on, we should celebrate them and say, wow, they graduated, no more pain, no more grief, mm-hmm. no more... <laughs> being used as a pinata in the physical realm to be hammered into a samurai sword. And so uh, you can communicate with them, and usually what happens is you get little um, ideas that pop into your head, and when that happens, instead of driving them out with your left brain thinking, you welcome them and realize you're getting a little gift. And they come That's in different wonderful. ways. It can be a feeling it can mm-hmm. be a, a like a pat on your head or something mm-hmm. almost physical. You know, I know about these a, things. Yeah, a lot of people also. I think the most comfortable place for it to happen is in a weather sleeping in a dream state. So it's a little more comfortable. And I know there's a an old teaching that I like to refer to. It's it is it is in the Bible, and I'm not saying the Bible is good, bad, right, or wrong. It just is a book of information. But they talk about the dance of the veils, and so the, these are veils of consciousness. And so, to me, anyway, I think we'll talk about it a little bit when we come back from our break. These veils of consciousness definitely can prohibit you from talking to the other side. This is Johanna Carroll. We're going to go into break, and we'll be right back. As host of Dialogue with Divinity, I am thrilled to join the Exxon Broadcast Network and their growing number of affiliates. My quest for a connection to the divine 
ignited my successful career path as an international spiritual counselor for over 40 years and author of four books and well-known metaphysical educator. My clients call me their spiritual mama. So my job is to offer you a radio show to help you grow spiritually with wisdom and get specific tools from guests who are experts in their field. Tune into Dialogue with Divinity and be part of the conversation with spirit. My goal, your happy soul. For more information, please visit my website at johannacarroll.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exome Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, High Tech with Corey Kay, and every minute of the 24-7, 365 programming of the Exome Broadcast Network by calling 712-432-9459, courtesy of TalkStream Live. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 712-432-9459 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 712-432-9459 for the best of paranormal, new age, thought-provoking, sci-fi radio programming 24-7-365. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. This is Kevin Randall. For nearly 30 years, I have been investigating the case of the Roswell UFO. I have interviewed hundreds of people and stood on the crash site. Now in Roswell in the 21st century, I have reviewed dozens of hours of audio and videotaped interviews, examined hundreds of files that relate to the crash, and have returned to Roswell in an attempt to put all that information into the proper perspective. For the first time in Roswell in the 21st century, I have made a dispassionate reevaluation of all that material and provide a new look at what happened. This is a book that clears away all the clutter that has hidden the truth for so long, strips away the various lies that surround the case, exposes the Air Force attempts at cover-up, and found a core of solid information that tells us all where the case stands today. Roswell in the 21st Century will be available in just a few weeks. For more information, please visit my website at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com.
What Happened in Benghazi is revealed by Nicholas Genix, author of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. He informs the American people that President Obama deceived them by advocating a strong foreign policy prior to the 2012 presidential election, and Hillary Clinton supported this deception. As the title infers, there is a connection between Obama, Islam, and Benghazi. Ample evidence informs Americans that Obama's early indoctrination in the Quran developed an infinity for Islam, why the Quran is the source of discontent in many countries, and why the Obama foreign policy deception led to poor military action and caused the loss of American lives in Benghazi. Genix provides 36 questions for the Select Committee on Benghazi to validate if Americans are justified to mistrust President Obama and Hillary Clinton. An overview of Obama, Islam, and Benghazi is presented on the website www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Afterlife expert Roberta Grimes was the first one to say that dying can be fun. Now her best-selling book, The Fun of Dying, is available in stores worldwide. So if you wonder whether death ends life, how it feels to die, or what heaven might be like, The Fun of Dying was written for you. And if you have always been afraid of death, or if you worry that your life has no meaning, let The Fun of Dying ease your fears and bring new meaning to your life. Nothing said in The Fun of Dying is based on the teachings of any religion. Instead, Roberta draws on evidence to explain how death happens, how it feels, and what comes next. A lot of the best death-related evidence was produced in the first half of the 20th century. When it is put together with recent discoveries, it tells a consistent and amazing story. Roberta Grimes blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Her wonderful book, The Fun of Dying, is available on Amazon and at stores worldwide wherever books are sold. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Johanna Carroll, host of Dialogue with Divinity on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. This is where all the wisdom keepers are. And we're in our final segment with a brilliant guest, Dr. Elliot Maynard, whose book that I really encourage you to check out is Brave New Mind, Living in a Future Science World. First of all, Dr. Maynard, where do people go to find out information about you and your website and all the amazing things that you've done for the planet? Uh, my book, uh, and actually that's the fourth book I've written. Uh, the previous one was on the uh, problems of how to solve 12 major problems of the global biosphere. These are on Amazon.com, and the new book, uh, Brave New Mind, Living in the Future Science World, is also on the Kindle version. And our website is at Arcocielos, that's the name of our foundation, that's one word, A-R-C-O-S-C-I-E-L-O-S.com. And on Wonderful. the website, you'll find other um, shows and uh, interviews. Okay, so now this is a fascinating subject that I read a little bit about, and I really we want to use the, the value of these last few minutes. Your new book, you imply that the history of humankind is much older and what has been written in history and archaeology books. How can this distorted view of history, are we correcting it? We're not only collecting it, but we're, uh, we're taking it as gospel, uh, much as the religious books, uh, which you've mentioned, which have 
been rewritten many times, and each time they've been, um, let's say that each writer had a different pair of perspective glasses mm-hmm. on. So right. I want to also say that you mentioned uh, the great masters, the great that great minds and books were channeled. I fully believe that people like Leonardo da Vinci and uh, and others, uh, great minds, great musicians like Beethoven and Bach, they were channeling also. Mm. But very few of them were doing this consciously. And if they did, they could never mention it, or they might be roasted over the coals, as you know by our friends in the uh, church, who didn't right. want such things to be out of their control. So the difference now is that when people people can do these things and be conscious during this, in other words, conscious of their own consciousness, does that make any sense? It's like lighting a fire and, and then going out into the future and illuminating things around you uh, because it's a whole new energy and it allows us to do things which would be considered magical or shamanistic. But shamans have been doing this for a long time. Shamans have been doing it for a long time, and it's interesting because talking about the church, I mean, there was at one time, well, before before Constantine showed up, you know, as far as reincar- the books on reincarnation and people that used to, you know, have their, I don't guess you'd call them their charms and their herbs and all of this, this was just very natural. And then all of a sudden it became bad and paganistic. And now here we are, you know, really tapping into this wisdom. And I think people that are listening, if you have a level of awareness, awareness is a feeling state of consciousness. We're talking about a lot about consciousness today. You have such a great opportunity to cross that bridge into your own unique future by having faith in yourself, not about a religion. I'm not bashing religion. But, you know, awareness is going to open so many doorways not just to the divine, but to the best part of yourself. I know that I, I take people on sacred site retreats around the world. And one, one year we were in Tulum. Yeah, and so, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've been there. And so, you know, it's a government site. So you have to go with a government guide. And we're all looking at one another saying, well, that's not right. That's not true. And so we sort of just sort of went off on our own and did a meditation. It was so amazing the pictures and visions and messages because people just surrendered. They surrendered to the energy of the experience. So for those of you that are listening, after buying Dr. Reiner's book, Brave New Mind, Living in a Future Science World, I really encourage you to find maybe like a sacred space in your house. Unplug all your electronics. Get rid of that stuff. Home happy birthday, whatever you have to do, we want you to change the energy around you so that you can tap into this quantum field of eternal wisdom. I know that you, um, gosh, you've done so many things. I could probably talk to you for five hours here. Your future science thinking incorporates state-of-the-art hard technology. So, you know, there is part of us that's saying, okay, well, wait a minute. We need to unplug from technology. But there's a lot of value with you know, I guess I want to call it psychic technology on some level. You know, I, I say, okay, unplug from the world, plug in your soul. Is that the same thing when you say this kind of quantum leapfrogging into a new kind of technology? Absolutely, because when you put the technology, the best technology together 
with uh, trained and, uh, you know, the best psychic technologists, because psychic technology is valid. They recognize this in China, and they have children uh, there who, uh, just one example, a little girl uh, enters onto the stage of a room uh, with an audience, and each person in the audience is holding a rosebud, and the little girl is holding one too. And she looks at the rosebud for a minute and meditates on it, and the bud opens. Wow. And then she looks out at the audience, and all of their buds open. <gasps> and these are the kinds of things that are being documented. They can put pills or stones inside a bottle that's already got a top on it or take them out. Uh, these kinds of technologies could advance our whole civilization and get away from this. We're still... We're still lopping heads off, my God. We're still, mm. we've got drones now and, and all of this technology, and we're using it for what? And there are many, many good purposes and uses for this, and we just need to unify uh, and try to keep positive, which is not easy, not in this world. Well, I think, you know, for me, I don't really know how anyone could survive this journey right now if they didn't have belief in something, at least a higher power something other than all this dreck that's trying to drag us all down. But you talked about children. So maybe we can wrap up with this a little bit. There's been so many books written about, you know, the new children of the earth. Um, we have the rainbow children. You know, we have the crystal children of the Aquarian age. Do you feel that the children are going to be the wisdom keepers? I mean, are they really going to be here to influence this consciousness and these veils of fear and sort of separating them at some level? What are your thoughts? Well, it's really interesting, and in, uh, in, 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 this is all well-documented in the literature, but until the age of about seven, children have certain uh, recollections and abilities that they retain from their previous uh, lives and experience. And Again and again, you know, uh, talking to imaginary friends, which is fairly common. And mm -hmm. in, I've, I've created a new uh, educational system which celebrates these intuitive abilities mm. and teaches children to, to work with them together, enjoy them, uh, interact with them, and instead of, oh, oh, that's fairy tales, you know, or whatever. And the fairy tales are there for a reason, you know. They're, they had to be hidden in the times the classical fairy tales were written because, again, the religious uh, people wanted control of those kinds of uh, phenomena. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a new mythology. Well, it's not new mythology. It's old mythology. We're talking about that. You know, the Earth is a lot older, so I think we're tapping into a lot of this old energy and giving it a new language through the children, would you say? Yes, and, and the system of, uh, of memorization and regurgitation is... is just that it's for parrots and uh if you want to teach children how to do something you set them on a project oriented uh, something like okay we're going to set up a website for the second grade and of this school and you mm. do it and during that process the children learn uh they're encouraged to help each other the ones that are better at certain things and they learn many many different things which will all be relevant to their survival after they leave that class. 
is this information in your book, which again is Brave New Mind for those of you that are listening, living in future science world. This is not just about, this is about a whole new paradigm, a whole new way of shifting your mind and opening it to the doorway of the quantum, the universe and heaven. So do you cover this in your book? Yes, I do. There's only okay, well. <laughs> keys. Yes. It's called the University of Future Concept, which is a whole uh, new educational paradigm. Again, the paradigm is not rigid, but it is flexible, evolvable. It can split off pieces that are no longer needed and, and uh, eliminate them and go on and create new ones. I've always felt that when you are in the creative self, you're in the divine self, and you are a huge creator of so many things, including art. And, you know, I don't know how you'd have time to sleep, quite frankly, <laughs> with everything that you're doing. But I do want to thank you for being here. Um, again, our wonderful guest has been one of the wisdom keepers on the earth, Dr. Elliot Maynard. Her, his book is Brave New Mind, Living in a Future Science World. So I'm going to say goodbye to you. And we hope to have you back again. So this is Johanna Carroll. You are listening to Dialogue with Divinity, which is all about the wisdom keepers helping you to inspire your life to a whole new level. And I want to say that any more information about myself, you can find at johannacarroll.com. And we hope to see you on a weekly basis. I want to remind everyone that there's so much fear on the earth right now, but you have the opportunity of choice And we encourage you in a very, very simple way to choose love over fear and to live your life a brand new way. Thank you for listening and we send you blessings to everyone and we hope you have a beautiful day. Thank you again, Dr. Maynard. It's been a pleasure.